and welcome to Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answers to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. And before we get to this episode, let's award the much-vaunted Expertise is Overrated Tinfoil Award. I'm so happy about this. I'm so upset about this. This is so good. So I finally get to pass over the tinfoil hat, and Vib has to wear it for his provably incorrect statement that Dracul is a black core elder. It's such nonsense. He clearly is. False. He clearly is the black court elder in the Dresden Files. That's like saying that the Emperor in 40k is a Primarch. That's actually what you're doing. Okay, well, and we I've have just, a new, new episode idea there, then. Don't we? <laughs> I've just come up with that analogy, but that's what you're doing. He's he's one of the two unknowns. That's why they're unknown. Um, but but <laughs> no, I'm very upset about this. Dracul is quite clearly Black Court. I mean, he can pretend all he wants. He's quite clearly a Black Court elder. Um, and so I will, at some point, when we've done a few more episodes, I think I will cha- uh, challenge you to a tinfoil off. To see if one of us can revoke <laughs> a so tinfoil we, we, given. We both have to remake the cases that got us the tinfoil tin tin. of our choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to choose from. This is great. Or we try to combine all the tinfoil into one big tinfoil hat. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Um, <laughs> Full Grim is a painting though. created by Dracul. There we go. <laughs> Right, no, but in I today's should... episode, as we promised, we will be talking Star Wars for the first time ever on our show. I know it's very exciting. I'm 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 really looking forward to this. Um I think the best way to do this is we go through our lists one at a time. I 100% agree. Cool. So to start I'll start us off. What what have you got in your bottom number 11 position? I uh, see with this is where I already get to call you an idiot we're not even 5 minutes in. And you said this last time that we would be talking about 11 films, but there's actually 12. I'm sorry, what? You idiot. Yeah. And incidentally, the 12th one that I'm sure is the one you've forgotten is my number 12 because it's terrible. And it is the Clone Wars movie. Oh my god, is that that? I I did actually... The animated... The animated one, yeah. The one that kickstarts the animated Clone Wars series, which, if you haven't watched it, is excellent. Uh, As is is the other animated series, Rebels. Is it even possible to find that film? You know what? It's surprisingly difficult, which I think goes to show just how terrible it is. Um, I do believe I rented it on Amazon at one point. Was it? Was it Amazon? It might actually now be on Disney Plus. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, it must be everything. Please give Disney. us the ad revenue money for mentioning you, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> you, I'm going to need to go and watch this now. Um, right. I highly recommend you do it. It's hilarious. So that is my number twelve. Okay, um, I don't have a number 12, but I'm just going to assume that you're right. If if, on if that. that one doesn't end up in number 12 for you, then I honestly don't know what we're doing with our time. Fair enough. But go and watch it. Okay, I shall. Um all right, what's your number 11 then? <laughs> <laughs> My number 11 of the real Star Wars franchise films, I have Attack of the Clones. Okay. Understandable. What about you? I have Rise of Skywalker. Okay, interesting, interesting, because at number 10, I have Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> at number 10, I have Attack of the Clones. Oh, wow, okay, well, you know, we're not far off so far with our bottom our bottom uh, uh, rankings there. What have you got at number 9? I suspect we, we may part ways quickly. I have Phantom Menace at number 9. Okay, okay. I mean, I've got The Last Jedi because it is worse than The Phantom Menace, but okay. I'm going to go vomit for a second. Hold on. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll just let you know that Phantom Menace is my number eight. So Okay. We, you weren't far off. Okay, Force Awakens is my number eight. <laughs> Force Awakens is my number seven. <laughs> we're, we're concerningly close. I know. It's worrying. We need to find something to talk about. Well, we've got something to talk about, at least. Um, my number seven is Solo. Interesting. Interesting. What about your number six? Uh, Rogue One. Oh, interesting. you got both Star Wars stories uh, side I by do. side. Bang in the middle. I do. Interesting. Hedged my bets there. What's your number six? Uh, mine is the, Reven- the, the, the Revenge of the Sith. The Revenging of the Sithing. The Revenging of the Sithing, exactly. Very, very angry Anakin Skywalker. It's, yeah. 
I'm yeah, okay. What's your number five? Ah, uh, here we get into the classics. Return of the Jedi. Okay, I I have exactly the same. Jedi is Jedi is five. Be less predictable, would you? <laughs> That's so my let me guess. Well, you've got, you, so you've got a new hope at number four, like I do. No, I have Revenge of the Sith at number four. Oh, okay, okay. Bit of divergence. I, I I think there must be some nostalgia going on here because I know I know everyone disagrees with me. Well, what I put that. What's already concerning me right now is that we're into the top three and you have not yet mentioned The Last Jedi. You can keep waiting. Oh, no. He's not gone and done it, has he? Who have you got at... Uh, what was your at, number four? Uh, New Hope. Oh, sorry, you did say that. Yeah. Uh, what have you got at that. number three? New Hope. New Hope, okay. okay. I've got The Empire Strikes Back. Controversial, potentially. Three. That's very controversial. Wait, that's you've done all of the... Wow. Yeah, that's exactly what I've done. Wow. Okay, I've got Empire at two. Oh, you are actually joking, aren't you? Well, I know what the next hour is going to be spent on. <laughs> I've got Solo at two. Solo at two. Wow. And then, of course, Rogue One in number one. I mean, it's in the title. I'm just gonna let let the silence. I I, I for think a I I think we can just cut it there. I don't think we need to know your number one because it's my number just one garbage. is my number one is the Last Jedi. Ah, uh, see, um, part of me was actually hoping you were gonna say the Clone Wars movie. Just, to... <laughs> just I just don't count Last Jedi. No, so yeah, I I feel like when we come round to talk about this, and I suspect that I'm not going to have very long to prepare my arguments. Um, I'm going to need to explain myself a little bit. You with... you you really will. You really will, and I thought I was being the one controversial by putting, you know, the Star Wars stories in number one and two. Although I, yeah. I've got, I've got what I consider a good reason for that. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I, my reason for having them at six and seven is probably not dissimilar for your reason for having them at one and two. I just reacted to it differently. Is my guess. Yeah, but so I, I guess know, I don't know what your reason is. So well, I, I guess the best the best way of putting it for me is that they're at number one and two because they are not the Skywalker saga, sure. which instantly makes them. So, you know, I don't I don't want to say better because that sounds wrong. Because uh, for the record, I, I love everything to do with Star Wars. Yeah, I, let's get our excuses in early. But, We're but, both in, but massive I think... Star Wars fans. <laughs> we are both massive Star Wars fans. Um, and for me, it's it's entirely about the universe that they have made. Yeah, and I think Rogue One and Solo fit so nicely into that universe, and they're so beautifully made in that universe without being the run of the mill Skywalker saga films. That that's that a, that is why they're they're up there for me. That's absolutely fair. I I can see what you're saying. I'm my my issue. I think particularly with solo less so with rogue one but it's it's also there is that i think the best stories that are told in the star wars universe are not even tangentially related to the skywalker saga and and rogue one and solo both are i think the best the best star wars story is knights of the old republic it's <laughs> the best story yeah no i'm glad you mentioned that because the, the video games are are right, amazing, even, and it's just it's just because even the Jedi Knight series, which is sort of sequels, it's no longer canon, but sequels to the, the Skywalker's. It's not about the Skywalkers anymore. Yeah, and, I and think also Rogue the One, Rogue One and Solo too much are. But saying that, there was the what were they called? Force Unleashed? Is that what they're called? They were the, good. Yeah, but they're because really, they're they're all about Vader, right? So they're still related they're to the Skywalker not. saga. Vader's in a character. Way. Yeah, but you only get to play as Vader when you when the game wants you to feel like you're a god. Sure, sure, but but you still get to play as him. Whereas you, do you don't, play you as don't, him and it's fun. <laughs> it is fun, but in Solo, for example, you don't. It, it, it's not like Vader being a thing is a major driver of the plot. No, we, we just we just think he is reason, because he's he's relevant later on because it's Han Solo. The only but the only reason we care about Solo is that it's Han Solo. I, I, if 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 mm. if Solo had been 
Well, there's two things. If Solo had not been called Solo and had been about someone else whose name you never hear until at the very end they say would, Solo would still have or been a good Han, one. I think it would have been better, but it was so obviously... Here's the origin story for a character who never needed an origin story. And also Han Solo being sure. the, the initial funding behind the Republic, just uh, behind the Rebellion, really irritated me. Because didn't, <laughs> I didn't need that. That could have no, been like... No, no. She could have... That, that little girl could have just been your everyday freedom fighter. And I, I would have bought it. I, I didn't need her to be... to become the Rebellion. No. Fair. Fair. Absolutely. Um, and I... Th- I, th- I think a film because that is just the ultimate like you know space pirates mm-hmm. blockbuster film it's Ocean's uh, Eleven in space thank you very exactly. much I will have two and it, it well absolutely it would have been amazing regardless of of, uh, of the characters I think I, I in this particular case I think it's enriched because it's it's Han Solo and we see you know cameos of some other important characters sure in, in the bigger series which just see that just amps the uh, the nostalgia factor, you know? Because no, I I get that, but that nostalgia factor was my biggest complaint with Force Awakens, which we've both put fairly <laughs> low, right? Because Force Awakens yeah. was nothing but nostalgia porn. What is it? Seven, seven, and eight, respectively. We we've put it down. Uh, put you it have it at eight. I have it at eight. You have yeah. it at seven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, which which you incorrectly have Last Jedi at nine. Um, what I think is uh, interesting. What's interesting is actually that 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 it that it beats a bunch of the prequels, and it definitely beats the Last Jedi. It beats all the all the prequels. Force Awakens, but that's because it's just a New Hope. It's because just it, that's the same exactly it. Film. It's the same film. It's pretty much got all the same characters in it. It's got similar dialogue for Pete's sake. It's got similar dialogue. <laughs> it's it's, it's completely it's beat the same for plot. beat the same film, but like. And and part of the problem is that you know, I grew up just after Star Wars was really a thing, and before the like I watched the prequels as a, a like mid-teens, I think. So I don't have the I, same I've, issue. I've, yeah. I think I've got more nostalgia for the original trilogy than I do the prequels, which is why when I watched a Star Wars film in cinema as an adult. When I was like, what must I have been? 22? 20, no, older than that. 24? Like, it Force really, Awakens. Yeah, I was, I, I, I'm trying to remember how old I was in Sweden. So I was about 24, 25. Like, it really hit home to me. It was just like, I was overwhelmed with how happy that made me. <laughs> um, no, and this, really tragic. this is something I actually want to mention. Uh, particularly because I know there will be a few people listening who I, I went to the cinema with. Uh, to, to go and see the the last three films, and without exception, I walked out of every single one of those films feeling really content, really happy. Yeah, having watched what I considered a fantastic film, uh, and it's only when you start analysing these sort of things, even think, Rise of yeah, Skywalker, some... Rise of Skywalker, I walked out. I thought that's the best film I've ever seen. Walked out of Last Jedi, I thought that's the best film I've ever seen. Walked out of Force Awakens, thought that's the best film I've ever seen. Uh, and then, you know, half an hour later, you think, well, was it actually the best film I've ever seen? Probably what not. Actually <laughs> happened, but it's Star Wars, and it's Star Wars in a cinema. I know, and... which is actually interesting because I remember my dad, who was a massive Star Wars fan, and it's obviously talking the the original, yeah, three films. He loved them, and he was so excited to go to the cinema in 1999. I want to say for sounds right, Phantom, Phantom Menace, exactly. Yeah. And I've never seen my dad being excited to go to the cinema, and he came back and, and said that was unbelievably disappointing. <laughs> so, oh no! So oh, I'm, I'm quite glad that I never had that. <laughs> I know it's awful, isn't it? So I'm really I, glad that I didn't I experience liked- that. I saw Phantom Menace in the cinema and I liked it, but I was a child, so but I thought Jar Jar Binks was good. But that's exactly the problem with the prequels. Um, they were, mo- yeah, they weren't the marketed films. to our parents. They were marketed to the kids of our parents. They were marketed to us. Yeah, and the, and what films. they tried was that classic Disney thing, and that that I think only Disney and Pixar do so well, where they make a film that is ostensibly for kids, but make it an incredibly fun watch for adults as well. 
And they tried it with the prequels and failed horribly because their idea of fun for adults was, let's talk politics for five hours. (laughs) Which, I mean, come on, George. (laughs) I know. I pick uh, DreamWorks do it as well, don't they? Shrek. Oh yes, of course, Shrek. Yeah. Oh well, I haven't actually seen Shrek as an adult, so I, I couldn't possibly. I think I think there's plenty in it for adults. Okay. Um, you're absolutely right, though. So I guess that's why we've both got clones so low, right? Attack of the Clones. It's it's because it couldn't decide if, if it was a child friendly action film with laser swords, yeah. which is what I thought it was when I was a kid. And my God, oh, yeah. did I like it! Absolutely. Or an in-depth political drama, including some sort of pseudo-political science, halfway through, done in a field. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? I do remember it. Uh, Aggressive negotiations, anyone? Aggressions negotiations. You can't even say it. That's how angry you still are about that scene. (laughs) Sounds a lot like a dictatorship. Well, if it works. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hashtag political science students. I know. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have I have a lot. There's a lot wrong with clones. There is a lot wrong with it. But I still watch it. If I'm doing a rewatch of of Star Wars, I watch clones. I don't skip it. See, it's not... no, it's and it's interesting. But if you take them at face value, well, let me rephrase it. If you take them for what I consider the face value of those films, they are great because it is just specifically Attack of the Clones because it. It culminates in this grand ending where there's lots and lots of laser swords, and it's I know. fucking excellent. And there, there is actually—I can't believe I'm about to utter this phrase. There is actually a coherent plot. It's just not a very interesting one. It's also not that coherent, is it? Well, I think some it random is. guy rocks up on Camino. Clearly, not—he's not got a clue what's what's going on. And those I mean, people who've been paid billions of credits are like, "Oh yeah, he must be the guy." Sure, he, he doesn't know anything about clones, but he's here to pick up the dead. clones. That's why I'm here. <laughs> can we can we just take a moment? We do actually need to go back to our lists, um, but uh, yeah, can we just take a moment to appreciate that Ewan McGregor gave way too much of the prime of his career to the Star <laughs> Wars prequels? Something tells me he doesn't regret that decision. No, he made him. Have you, did you see? Have you seen him on the Graham Norton show? This is just us with, chatting with like, his sword. Yes, with his like because he he learned it all himself. Yeah, that's so and he's cool. really good at it. He's really really good. Uh, and it, but, he, yeah. he's since been in some serious films like you know The Island. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I no, moving swiftly on. Film worse than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> No, for all, yeah, the problem problem with clones is it doesn't know what type of story it's trying to tell, and if it was trying to tell either properly, it would be better than it is. And, and I would also say that the problem with clones is that it specifically wasn't Empire, because for so no, many years everyone loved Empire, and Empire I can appears, see why because it's a fantastic film. Empire and, appears on. Lists of the best films of all time, not well, just quite, sci-fi. Quite, it, it's and it's a true testament to how good films. it is, right? Yeah, because um, it because it's a fantastic standalone film, and it fantastically ties New Hope and is it though Jedi? I'm about to say something unpopular. Okay, it's un- unusual for expertise is overrated. I know, oh, 100, especially I you. don't think I nearly put New Hope above Empire. I was so close to doing it, and eventually I bowed to the okay. weight of critical pe- critical pressure. Essentially, review nice. Uh, well, talk us through that one. So, the Empire is phenomenal. Empire is the best of the um, original trilogy. But the only reason Empire works is because we already care about all the characters. The the emotional impact of Han being frozen in carbonite doesn't work if you haven't seen Han Solo nearly just be a two-bit scoundrel character before he reappears at the end of New Hope to actually save the day. Luke's Death Star run doesn't work without Han Solo. Um, I Am Your Father doesn't work if you haven't been with Luke in New Hope when he's struggling with this fact that he's an orphan and how excited he is when Ben Kenobi tells him that he knew his father 
you don't get the emotional impact of Ben appearing in Hoth when Luke's delirious, saying, go to Dagobah and find Yoda, if you don't know Ben and don't know what he meant to Luke. I don't think you could... I don't think Empire is a standalone film. And I think it's made no. good because of New Hope. No, I I, I do agree. It's, it's very abstract to talk about Empire as a standalone film. Um, but in terms of its direction and cinematography and everything, it is... It's phenomenal no, of that course. way. Of, when, um, yeah, I see what you mean when you say standalone. In that sense, you're absolutely right. Yeah, as, as a story, yeah, of course, it, it a lot of it will frankly not make any sense. Um, and it, but it's interesting because I I nearly agreed with you as well. I I, I considered putting New Hope above Empire because it, it's the thing that starts it all, isn't it? It does. It's the first Star Wars film. It is excellent. Um, you don't get Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy without those Star Wars films. There you go. <laughs> That's the first. That feels like a small hot take. <laughs> that, that does feel like a small hot take. I, I do kind of want you to elaborate on that. So, Star Wars proved that if you took an IP and treated it with love and treated it with care, you could get a devoted following who would love your movies. And it proved that what people care about is that love and care. And that's how you get Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Because Peter that that could have been made by someone who didn't love and didn't care about the IP. And they would have been awful. Yeah, quite. Uh, and it's, it's the problem that The Hobbit ran into because he didn't, wasn't he was given enough time. Yeah. So no, I agree with you. And, and the interesting thing about New Hope is, of course, that it was actually directed by George Lucas, which is still the only one that was uh, of the originals. Yeah, yes. Um, but you, it's. I think I'm, I'm going to say it. I think it's also what lets New Hope down and why it ultimately ended up behind Empire. Because <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched it not too long ago, and and though it is excellent, there is a good twenty minutes of exactly the same shot on repeat of Luke flying through that. Uh, I don't know what you would Stay call it. That, that, Exactly. Stay, yeah. on <laughs> Stay on target. It's like how long it's has, so has he been flying football, there? Though. Especially because uh, his his two wingmen get shot within the first minute, and then for some reason Luke is there on his own, being chased by three Tie Fighters, one of whom is Darth Vader, for twenty minutes yeah. without getting shot. Who was the greatest <laughs> starfighter in the galaxy? <laughs> Star pilot in the galaxy, according to Ben Kenobi. Absolutely. And it just it, it it really hit me on that rewatch for the first time ever. It's like this scene goes on for way too long. <laughs> yeah, but it is still absolutely exceptional as a film. It is, it is, it is. So that's that's. A, I think we need to talk about Return of the Jedi because we've both ranked it quite low. You've at least got it as Return of the Jedi is five. For both we've got us. it. We've both got it as five for both of us. I've low. got Revenge of the Sith above it, which I think probably means I have to turn in my nerd card. Uh, you have to turn in so so many things. Although I want to say I kind of get it, but but still explain it to me. Because <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> the reason that Revenge of the Sith is so high is all of the components of a good film are there and then there's and then they shot a load of other scenes as well <laughs> that's exactly the problem with jedi though isn't it uh, yeah you but just I, hate I, ewoks be honest now a part of it is i hate ewoks yeah, um, but i don't i don't know maybe my issue with jedi is sort of the issue that a lot of people have with the sequels, which is they just keep building Death Stars. And haven't we done that? <laughs> Aren't we done with Death Stars? Uh, this time the Death Star is a trap. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but yes, this time <laughs> the Death Star is a trap. I, I, can't, I can't do a Mon Calamari. Um, no. I don't know. I think that the the fall of Anakin Skywalker is good, and I think it's actually done not as badly as people think it is. It's just, his fall is all there, and then whoever it was that was directing it was worried that we hadn't realised by the time he threw Mace window out a window that he'd fallen, <laughs> so he had to go and kill a bunch of younglings. Like, 
we we hadn't been hit over the head enough with it. Um, it's it's interesting that you use the term fallen. Does uh, because that very much presupposes that you think the Jedi are the good guys and all of this. And I think you I think you fall to the dark side. Uh, only in this utterly nonsensical. Only a Sith state of being. Exactly. Only a Sith is an absolute. It's absolutely fantastic. Because um, it's it's nonsense, and the 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 Jedi in quotation marks who have th- worked this out were the likes of Qui Gon Jinn. I mean, he really knew. But so so this is this is interesting because in George Lucas's originally original. Um, mapping out of of Star Wars there was no such thing as the light side of the force there was the force and then there was the perversion of the force that is the dark side so you do actually fall to the dark side no that's not the case by the time the prequels come around right forces have no and, and that equally um, is is a problematic interpretation right because if if the force is everything mm-hmm. like quite literally everything i suppose uh perversion of it is such an abstract concept because no you're right because it 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 has to be inherently perverted for it to be be able to you know maybe it's way. better to say maybe it's better to say fell to the sith rather than fell to fell the to the side. sith yeah this is but this is an important distinction i think as in you, you there's no point talking light and dark side but there is a point in talking jedi and sith well i think there is a point in talking light and dark side because no because you can't think... have one without the other no, you, you can't. But I also think that you. What becomes dangerous is when one comes to rule you, no matter which one it is. Except that when only the light side comes to rule you, it's an internal self-destructive, self-destructive issue. Whereas when the dark side comes to rule you, it is an external destructive issue. Because the dark side is yeah, a but it's but it's only it's. Oh, go ahead. It's only one that can really manifest as a result of people letting the light side reign supreme, for lack of a better phrase. No, sure. Sure. I mean, this is getting very philosophical in terms of what the Force is. But I think the, the, the highlight of what I'm trying to say here is that Grey Jedi absolutely on the right tracks. They, Qui- they, Qui-Gon they was right. Qui-Gon was right. I mean, Qui-Gon that's a life lesson for all of us. And but, also, but, I suspect... Dooku. Dooku, I think, is a Sith Qui-Gon. Hmm. Maybe, but I haven't now, watched enough see, of Clone Wars. I, I don't think so. Because I think Dooku's gone too far. You reckon? I think Dooku's gone too far. And this this is the power of the of the dark side, right? It's it's a temptress. Um, yes, so it is. Once he threw his, but, but his you fate see, in with uh But you do palp. see in the sequels kylo ren talking about the temptation of the light side so i think that what's actually yeah. tempt, tempts you is balance and the problem well exactly is- but this, but no one seems to fucking realize this until <laughs> well well qui-gon realizes it early on uh, and no one else seems to fucking enough. realize it until arguably luke at the end uh, yes and it, luke, it's luke it's so Jedi, really basically. it's so frustrating isn't it yeah because they always talk about Shy away from the dark side, shy away from the dark side, not noticing the light side is seductive as well. Yeah, just balance. Everything yes. has to be balanced. <laughs> That's it's it's the best way to play Kotor. <laughs> well, yeah, quite. Which um, but is no, how, how I live point... my life. <laughs> <laughs> but your 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 point is 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 well made. It's watching Anakin go through that is the thing is you're Good. with him right yeah. you're you're with him every step of the way every step that Anakin takes makes sense and the problem is well except up until the point that he starts killing younglings um but like when he's in in Palpatine's office right and Mace Windu's about to strike down the chancellor Anakin is has two things going well he's probably got a million things going through his head but chief among them is we serve the Republic and the Senate, we're not judge, jury, and executioner. So what the fuck gives Windu the um the power to decide what's right and wrong? Is it just that he's the strongest guy with a big stick? Because that's not the Jedi way. 
<laughs> or is it? Or is it? Shove. But also, Anakin says it. I need him because Palpatine has told Anakin that he's the only one who can save Padme. And who wouldn't do anything to save the one that they love? I know, it's very Robert Baratheon, isn't it? <laughs> Got him. Um, no, it's... it's uh, Robert you're you're quite right. doesn't even know what love is. <laughs> you're quite right. Uh, I want to know what love is. No. Um, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You, um, you didn't, because <laughs> if you didn't, I would have had to. <laughs> um, no, Anakin's fall is is great, but it's also... I think a big reason why it scored lower for me than Jedi. Okay. Because it's, because it's, it's, it's Anakin. And I confess yeah. I'm now Googling her, the actor's name. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, of course. Um, he's the one that makes it problematic for me because he overacts it slightly in my opinion. And you see so much of his face in so much agony and grief that it starts to feel a little bit, insincere hand yeah and and immersion and all that (laughs) it's yeah because i i I confess that i i when i tried to watch the films again i did have to stop halfway through sith mainly for that reason yeah which which is yeah i don't really know what else to say about that because no it's it's uh, it's what it is (laughs) It's fair, and, and we're we're looking at different things. I'm, if you ask me to, to grade them on acting, then yes, Sith has to fall down. But I'm trying really hard to focus on like narrative and and theme. No, and 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 I absolutely agree with you. And that's absolutely the right way of going about it. But, it, but that also just stuck it's with really me. Hard to, to see yeah. Hayden, Hayden Christensen's anguished face. <laughs> I'll give you that. I will, especially because he because um, he stood across from Obi Wan, you and McGregor, and so much, Natalie and he Portman. plays it perfectly, in my opinion. And he's Natalie got just Portman, a, the right gives a great performance. I know, I know. But no, yeah. yeah, you 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 get the sense at the end on Mustafar, you get the sense that Obi Wan is in pain, and it's in small things. And you don't, you, even though Anakin is like screaming. You don't get the sense he's in pain. <laughs> you get the sense that he's been told that he should be screaming, and that is a problem. I, I grant you. But that said, it's it's true that people look at that and go, "Yeah, it's all about how Anakin falls." But equally, as you say, it's it's also about how Obi Wan. I mean, not not falls. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't, right? Because I think it's at that moment where he kind of rejects the Jedi ideals, and he equally becomes a bit grey in things. Oh. Well. How I've stuck useful. to this. I mean, I haven't watched Rebels. It's on my on my very long list of things I need to watch. But how how useful is Obi Wan to the rebellion? Um, it's hard to answer that question. I mean, he's not. Uh, put it spoiler this alert: he's, he's not he's, a major character not, in Rebels. That's what that, 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 that's that's what I thought. And think about it: he's probably the only surviving military minded person who could join the rebellion and yeah but, but there, there may well be characters in rebels who prove me wrong but based on what we see in the in the in the original trilogy he's a general yeah but he, but he also plays the single most important role in the rebellion by keeping luke skywalker alive but is he actually doing it well I, I, maybe he is i don't know it's um, it's not said in so many words perhaps well it is there's a few episodes on on um I, I know, I know that you should watch. So I know of one at least, but my 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 case there would be surely that character. Well, I, I don't know why I'm being cagey. Spoilers for Rebels. Skip ahead a, a few seconds, um, but surely Maul is only there because Obi Wan is there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's know. it's interesting because their their interaction it's quite telling because I, I think Maul realizes that Obi Wan is there for a very specific and important reason. Sure. Um, which is ultimately what leads to their altercation. Yeah, um, but we sh- we shan't talk about that until a future episode. Um, 
you're right. Like he's he's obviously a general, but he's he's put all of that aside because I think he realized, a bit like Yoda, although that arc doesn't really conclude until the Last Jedi, I suppose. That the, the way they went about it, you know, the Jedi Council, the light side, etc., was just flawed. Yes, I, mean, I think that makes that makes sense. So, so, what have we got left to talk about? There's there's two films that are standing out to me on my list, and they're numbers one and eleven. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they cause each well, they don't cause each other. They they, um, they exactly cause each other. Um, they're your nine and ten. So the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Right. I'll let you. Do, can I I'll preface let you that first? Can I preface that by yeah, saying yeah. I would? I could see arguments for why Last Jedi is at number one, although most of them are meme arguments, and it's the sort of thing deserved, you know reserved for Reddit. Okay. Um. But I feel because of the Last Jedi, you have to put Rise of Skywalker next in line because. No, that film is what it is, purely because of Last Jedi. No, I. So if you if you want to put Last Jedi at number one, you have to accept the fact that Rise of Skywalker needs to be number two. I have to do nothing. Of it's the shit because of Last Jedi. No. Yes, I, I disagree. Rise of Skywalker well, you're an idiot, is if, in case Rise I haven't of, said it yet. Shut up and let me talk. Rise of Skywalker <laughs> is shit because. Rise of Skywalker is shit because <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, yeah. not in the way that you mean. Rise of Skywalker is crap because it completely t- it took everything that happened in Last Jedi and everything we were told in Last Jedi and went nah, not doing okay, that. Okay, elaborate on that. Like what? Right. So the the most obvious and important one for me at least is Rey's parentage, which I thought was the single best. It's not the single, but one of the best things about Last Jedi. Yeah, it's also the You're... central tenet of Rise of Skywalker. And it's stupid and shit. Yeah, Rey being that... a secret Palpatine is not sort of pref not it's not foreshadowed anywhere in the the first two films. <laughs> it's also it's... crucially not what it's about. It just comes out of nowhere. It's about choice. The no, fact it's... that she doesn't want to be a Palpatine. No, but no, okay, but, but okay, but so so, so where did you important. see it going then in Last Jedi? Where did you see it going? I don't know, but I didn't want Sheev Palpatine back as a clone, and Snoke was just a failed clone of Palpatine, and it's all the same people doing the same fucking things over and over again. Oh no, I made a mobile bunch of Death Stars. No, do something better. But they, but they, okay. The mobile Death Stars is, is genuinely. No, they weren't the, the, the a million star destroyers. Stars that he with, could with, make, he with, could make with, with miniaturized force, with miniaturized Death Star. Yeah. Just fuck off. No, that would be so shit. That is sorry. Terrible. It makes me really angry. Rise of Skywalker makes me so angry because Last Jedi set up. They could have done anything because it didn't need to be about <laughs> the Skywalkers anymore. Because there was only there were none left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't that, shut up and let she... me talk now. <laughs> I'm going to steal your line, damn it. <laughs> go ahead. Go I ahead. agree with you. The, the Star Destroyer fleet that can kill planets, ludicrous. The fact that it relies entirely on one single relay on one ship, ludicrous. Completely agree with you. The Skywalker Palpatine parentage line is entirely because of Last Jedi's. <laughs> arguably fucked script. Ryan Johnson, right, did something. He tried something interesting. And this is the argument that I've heard a lot of people say, is that Last Jedi has a sort of... Rather an interesting failure than a boring success. Well, quite. Um, But it was was a boring failure. Um, (sighs) Because, my goodness, is that film boring when you rewatch it. (laughs) When you rewatch it critically. Um, but, But the problem is, he fucking kills Snoke. Right, and he leaves. Yes! But he leaves no alternative storyline for a sequel to that film, other than who erase parents. But no, he goes one no. step further and he fucks that up by by having no, Kylo Ren go. Whole, Your parents are no one. The whole film, the whole film should have been about trying to save Ben Solo. That was that was the point. 
that the was film the is about was saving Ben Solo. No, the, it's the not. Problem, it's no, about, but it is. But, the, saying, but they had to ham-fist it by including bloody Palpatine because Ryan Johnson killed off the bad guy. No, why couldn't? Why couldn't Kylo Ren have been the big bad? And then because then you have it. then you have Jedi as the final film, and we don't like that either, do we? <laughs> And it doesn't end uh, with a sort of flashy lightsaber duel, which granted would have pissed off a load of netbeards on the internet, but so fucking what? <laughs> no, it oh, it's no, not my Star Wars. Piss off. <laughs> that scene where, the, where all the Jedi talk to Rey is fantastic, but also OTT. But uh, I stand no. by it. The only reason that the director ended up in that spot was because Ryan Johnson killed off the bad guy. No, the only he reason... didn't know how else to fix Ben Solo. No. No, the only reason that the director and why they probably made her a Palpatine. No, the only reason that the director ended up in that spot was because they couldn't come up with anything better to do than go shit. Who have we got in the archive of villain who could maybe not be dead? Oh, no one. All right, we'll just bring Palpatine back. Of course, he's not dead. He fell down a shaft. Everyone falls down a shaft and survives. (laughs) Maul did it. Luke did it. I mean, the fact the fact that they brought. Maul back sort of meant that oh well Palpatine must be coming back but no it's the director and the writer's job to be more creative than that I'm not a professional writer that's why I can't come up with something better but I can tell you that whatever <laughs> if you give, give me 10 minutes and a pen and a blank piece of paper I'll write something better than the heaping pile of turd that was Rise of yeah, Skywalker but it's- but it's and only it, because it of Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi, for not. fuck's it sake It was absolutely no, not Picture the scenes, J.J. Abrams sits down and someone says to just him, George, George Lucas Johnson. says to him, just no, George, Johnson just like shut up. He wanted. Oh my God. <laughs> shut up and let me talk. JJ <laughs> Abrams sits down with George Lucas and says, I've got a great idea. We're going to make a new trilogy. The first one is going to be a rehash of New Hope because it's re- going to rekindle all sorts of nostalgia. People will forget about the prequels. We'll kill off Han Solo, set up a big storyline with this new villain who's part of the First Order, right? And he probably has an idea in his mind where, where again, it's J.J. Abrams, so insofar that the first one he made was A New Hope, the last one he was going to make was going to be Jedi, um, with Ben Solo being the counterpoint to Rey, and Rey convincing him to be good. Yes. In the context of Snoke and the First Order. But then Ryan fucking Johnson, right, comes in, and is like, nah, I'm having none of that. I'm going to kill off your bad guy. I'm going to write some absolutely ludicrous plotline of spaceships chasing each other at a crawling speed <laughs> in space. Uh, we're going to make four, score, four, four ghosts corporeal for absolutely no reason other than fuck everyone else. Um, and then we're going to kill all the bad guys and then JJ can sort out the third film. What was he supposed to do? Okay, the, I, will, I, I will concede and... I will concede that there were a couple of slightly strange design choices in Last Jedi. A couple. The space I've, got a, I've got a list here if you want if you want my main criticisms of it. The space chase doesn't make a lot of sense. Does make a lot of sense. Makes no sense. You couldn't make it work. The no, detour can't. to the casino planet is ham fisted. It's making an important point, but it's doing so badly. But the point it makes is still important. What's the point it makes? That there are in a war there are no good sides. There are just better ideas. <laughs> oh, oh, Benicio del Toro's line, literally. Sorry, uh, Benicio del Toro's line. That's Does he actually say that? Uh, he he pretty bad. much says that in war there are no good guys when he shows them the the weapons. Yeah, it's the, the, the guy who's, the guy who's the... making both the tie exactly, fighter and the X-Men. Exactly. Yeah, but but that is an important point, I think. Of course it is, but it's not exactly original, is it? No, it doesn't. It is for Star Wars. Well, yeah, sure, but right. But he makes it to what he makes. It, he makes that point to Finn and, and Rose. With that point, is uh, still kind of you know she's new. And I, I, I don't know where I stand on Rose. I, she flip flops. There's times where I really like her as a character, and there's times where she makes no sense. I mean, the first time we meet her, right, she stops Finn from essentially mutineering and abandoning ship mm-hmm. because she's duty-bound. And yeah. then the very next thing she does is abandon ship. 
Yeah, because she's got a mission. She's got a reason. Oh, fuck off. She's got a mission. What? One of the, one moment. Oh, the chain of command. Very important. Next moment. Ah, fuck it. Let's go. It's not about the what? chain of command. When she of course it's the chain of command. No, it's not. It's about um, her sister died for the rebellion. She's not going to let someone bitch out. What? And then she bitches out, essentially. She doesn't bitch out. She goes off to do her job. Yeah, no, no. That's what her sister died doing. Her sister but they died. Did, did they go and tell the, the the command structure that this is the plan we have? What do you make of it? No, and that's short sighted. But Ray, but Finn and Finn and Rose are both shown to be a little bit stupid. Yeah, I mean Finn Finn's character. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but what I what I really he essentially just like, shouts Ray every other line. <laughs> he, he does. Um, what I really like about Jedi specifically, uh, not Je- uh, yeah, the Last Jedi as opposed to Return of the Jedi. That's confusing. That's the only two films bit, that you yeah. can't just refer to by a single word. Um, what I really like about the Last Jedi specifically is the there's a, there's a line from Luke Skywalker where he says, "What you think I'm just going to turn up and swing a laser sword and fix everything?" Yeah, and it's, I think that is like that for me is the film, and there's a lot that there is a lot that could be done better, but what except what I, happens at the end? He doesn't swing up and sw- he doesn't. He, he does to all intents and purposes show no, up that, and swing a laser sword and it fixes literally everything. No, he doesn't. That's that's just not true. What he does is he gives his life to buy them time. That's very yes. different from just swinging a laser sword and killing all the First Order, which is what everyone. No, but, no, but that was never do. implied. No, it was that we need Luke Skywalker to come. No, it and was save inferred us. exactly, and it was inferred that he was going to do that by rocking up and killing everyone with a laser sword. What? What he, what people needed him for, was to just come back and be Luke Skywalker, and he could yes. have been there in person and sacrificed himself in person and still achieved exactly the same result while swinging a laser sword and maybe killing a few people. Because I mean, he's not just going to lay down and and die if he's there. I no, imagine. But, but 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 that would have that would have taken away from the overall message that people have to. He he's not just a fix it button. Luke Skywalker t- takes himself away from the world because he can't fix everyone's problems. But then he fixes everyone's problems. He, no, he doesn't. He gives by them a tools. by a sending another Jedi, quote unquote, out into gives the galaxy the with hope. Fix, he gives he gives them the tools to fix their own problems. Well, no, because he's ultimately the guy who rocks up and say and and stalls the enemy long enough. Yeah, but that's that's fine. That's that's the. That's the equivalent to rocking up with a guy with a laser sword and swinging it around. It's the equivalent to giving Michael your grace. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> it, is, it is not the equivalent, because Michael was given a choice and consequences. Yeah, so we're Luke right. showing up does nothing, because they're already trying to get away. And the only reason they get away is because he shows up and swings a laser sword he, around. Yeah, so he, he enables them to, to make their choice. He gives them the power no, to walk no, through the no, gate. No, 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 because the choice has already been made. Yeah, but Michael had already make it, made his choice to walk through the gate before you were able to <laughs> him on the shoulder. No, it, it, it is actually the same. You, you might not like the analogy, and it might, I it might is, be It is it. not the same. It is not the same at all. The, the analogy in that case would be Uriel accompanying Michael and Harry on their mission and standing outside a door, swinging his big Uriel sword around, Phrase and and for for Michael and and Harry to do whatever they're doing, but it's not what he does. His sacrifice is immediate. Okay, Luke's is want, an afterthought. Okay, if you want your an- analogy to be exactly the same thing, but well, with of course I need it to be exactly the same. I I, to, I have rarely been as as annoyed with you as I am now. <laughs> um, oh wow! But but putting a pin in that. So one of my comments that I've written here is Snoke lol. Um, but I think we got that because, you know, they kill off the bad guy. But I, I don't think we needed another Palpatine, and that's all that Snoke. We was. didn't, but I don't necessarily think they gave anyone a choice. And, and this is this is a major criticism I have of Sky of Rise of Skywalker is that Palpatine is resurrected literally just in the blurb, out of nowhere. Yeah, well, that's that's. Oh, by the way, Palpatine's right. back. Is like, okay? You guys clearly didn't know what to do with this film. That's that's completely outrageous. I, even if it was the first scene of the film, 
you know, you get you get the the, the scroll, and and then you zoom down into. It, it literally, I think it's based on the trailer, essentially, isn't it? Because it says like, "Oh, a, a transmission of the Emperor's voice has been heard." It's like, well, why don't you play it at the start of the film I or think something? Someone told me it happened in Fortnite. Oh yeah, it was teased on Fortnite. Yeah, but I think it was Fortnite. then also teased in the trailers of the film itself. Maybe, maybe because I, I think the laugh is at the end of. of, of oh the no, you're right. You're right. Looking at my 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 comments now, I've got more for Last Jedi than I actually do for Rise of Skywalker. Although most of them are centered around the spaceship um, uh, chase. Um, yeah, the, cha- the chase one, is... And I, and I asked you this in Discord. I asked you the question, what happens when a spaceship runs out of fuel? And you said, what did you <laughs> say again? <laughs> I hadn't realized that's what I can, that was. I know you hadn't realized. That's why I didn't tell you what the context was. You said it would just keep going until it tried to change direction. And what happens in The Last Jedi? Unless they're both accelerating at an equivalent rate, and that's what they're using their fuel for. No, but in Last Jedi, they mysteriously almost also, capsize in space and but fall that's back also really in fast. our universe. And and in, oh, or don't in our, give me that nonsense! It, no, because there's obviously something weird going no, there on in isn't. space. They're because just... there are all this spacecraft are aerodynamic. No, it's storytelling. <laughs> oh, so that's storytelling. That's storytelling. But when the... <laughs> but anyway, to get back to my bashing of the last Jedi, which is which is what this episode has turned into, a massive cruiser doesn't have an autopilot. Why does the, uh, the vice admiral need to stay on to steer the ship exactly? One assumes someone has to punch it. <laughs> That's so... yeah, but you can punch it and then get off the ship. No, you can. And we've, then... seen the, we've seen hand punch it before. You punch it and you go. And then why? Why don't they see the transports? Well, because life form scanning is all of a sudden not a thing. The thing that we yeah, like yeah, is the yeah. one of the first things we ever no, see in the films. They've they've learned to only scan for droids. <laughs> is that right? I see. I see. <laughs> and then one that I particularly enjoyed is uh, why is everything on fire in the Ray and Ben versus the guard fights at the end? Like the entire room is on fire for some reason. Hasn't the Spaceship just been cut yeah, but, in half by Holdo. But why would that set the room on fire? Sparks. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you Ryan Johnson by any chance? <laughs> no. I just. I, d- I don't want to nitpick the film. I, I like oh, I the... really do. I've got two more that I really want okay, to share okay, with you. I... Okay. One is Captain Phasma, right? What was her entire you... shtick in the first in the first film? Uh, she sticks to protocol, film. right? She's all about the protocol. Yes. What does she do in The Last Jedi? She's like, oh, our usual form of execution is just isn't quite good enough for these guys because fuck protocol. So she decides to, I don't know, chop their heads off for some reason. And then <laughs> my final one, you'll be pleased to know, is why the fuck did they drop the battering ram so far from the bloody door? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were worried about anti-air defences. Oh, I'm sure they were, yeah. Well, summary of all of that ranting on my part, and I'm sorry, dear listeners. It's, it's a shit film it's that good. I this still is, I think, immensely enjoyed on Saturday. This is, I think, the angry... <laughs> oh, that's why... Oh, my... I feel like such an idiot. And um, that was so uh, great, because I had literally just... I was watching it, and then I was like, so what happens to spaceships? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... I felt. I know I feel very silly. Um, I, shall, I shall tweet that screenshot of your, of your answer just to prove that it happened. I'll hold my hands up. It definitely happened. I just don't think it's relevant in Star Wars. <laughs> no, yeah, that, pretty... that's arguably a fair debate about space and Star Wars being space and Star Wars being weird. slightly weird. There's some sort of atmosphere because we can hear explosions and also Tie Fighters, <laughs> which make the same sound in space as they do in atmosphere. Exactly. So it must be equivalent atmosphere. Um, I, th- I think I think it's like one of those modern electric cars where they just have an exhaust sound. And because in, in, in sound no 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 but in space no but in space they they essentially project an atmosphere in front they of broad, them just so you I, can I, hear the sound. I thought you were going to say they broadcast it. <laughs> they broadcast it over radio waves. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, okay, so I guess I'm not going to convince you that the Last Jedi is the best Star Wars film. You are not. You are not. Well, my my main gripe with you is that you've put Last Jedi first and Rise of Skywalker last. When the, uh, my main Thinking for Rise of Skywalker is that it's it's predominantly shit because of Last Jedi. So I, I 
I do agree with you, but I don't think it is for the re- it's shit because it doesn't do anything with La- with Last Jedi. That's my problem. Yeah, problem. and and I take I do take what you're saying, um, but my issue with Rise of Skywalker is that it just ignores Last Jedi. It doesn't. It, 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 does, it does. It yeah, doesn't it does deal ignore. with the yeah. problems that Last Jedi sets for it. It just goes. I don't care about those. It doesn't deal with the fact that Snoke is gone. It just makes a new Snoke. Um, it doesn't deal with the fact that there there is no threat really. No, as far as we can tell, well, the threat is Hux because Hux becomes that's that really hacks me off. Hux goes from essentially a Nazi in space, <laughs> yeah, to a punchline, yeah, and that's yeah. just that's just re- I find that really insulting. No, Hux Hux was was definitely a victim. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think. But a, a lot if of I'm, yeah, if a lot I'm of characters be, were. Sorry, you go ahead. True. I think that's true. I think everyone was to a, a greater or lesser extent. I don't think that. I'll be honest. I've only watched Rise of Skywalker in cinemas. I can't bring myself to watch it again. But my. It's I actually not that bad. I, I came out of remembering the cinema. it really badly. I came out of the cinema thinking, huh, that was a slightly flat ending. Yeah. And then I think I just got angrier about it. I, I seem to remember not no, being particularly happy with um, like Ben Solo's arc or Ray's arc. Like, neither of them seemed to struggle for anything. But this is the thing. If you think about the main characters in that in that trilogy... Supposedly, right? You have Ray, who Ray Finn, Ben. Yeah, Ray Finn, Poe, Ben. I, I guess Poe, yeah. EB8, but you know, I don't think that he was ever meant to have <laughs> much of a character development arc. I guess. So, so Ray, the whole parentage thing, which they set up from the first film, isn't really. It's resolved in so far that she just chooses to be a Skywalker, which, okay, a bit naff, but fine. I guess there's some poetry there. Ben, the obvious, you know, turns to the sort of Sith The obvious Vader. Yeah, and, and, and redeems himself. Finn and Poe, no idea what their arcs are. Um, and for me, what, what got really confusing at the end was all the the love stories. Like, for for heaven's sake, you got Ray and Finn from the get-go, which I, I get. Yeah, and that was sort of it. And then, then Ray and Ben, which okay, I can see that. It's it's the bit it's it's sort of the dream that yeah, I, I don't know. That, There's that also a... something slightly weird going on with the Snoke mind melding that I'm not particularly happy about. <laughs> with that, then becoming a romance, Ben Swallow. Um <laughs> But then, and this this really gets amplified because Rose shows up, becomes a love interest for Finn. Yeah, even though it's non-reciprocal. And then in, in Rise of Skywalker, all of a sudden we almost seem to have a potential Poe and Finn situation. I wanted that so bad. I know, that was so perfect. But then there was also Finn and Rose, and then for a while it seemed like there was a Poe and Ray, and then there was Poe and his, his ex-girlfriend that just appears out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought that Poe and Ray was coming. I thought that that was like set up, being set up in the early parts of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, same. Because they, yeah. And, and at the end, doesn't... none of it happens for anyone. They ben all and, Ben and Finn, Ben and Ray. Yeah, Ben and Ray, but then Ben dies. But then Ben dies. Uh, yeah, yeah, and at the end, Finn wants to tell Ray something. The entire film doesn't end up saying anything. Yeah, I guess their hug at the end is maybe telling, and they'll just have a, a sort of polyamorous relationship. I mean, I hope they do. I hope they. I hope they're happy. It's just it, it was just an yeah. unsatisfying ending because there wasn't just, really one. Just anyone who wants some. <laughs> anyone who wants some. Uh, that's one way of putting it. I think that's that's a bombshell to end on. That is a bombshell to end on. Um, I feel like I've talked a lot on this one. No, it's um, fine. I, I talked for a fair bit, and then you just got really angry. You um, did make me very angry. You did make me very angry. You could put this list in any which order, and I'd, I'd be willing to forgive it, just because the series is that good, ultimately. It's I shit, think, but it's great. I think, that, I think that's the takeaway. And yes, also, it, it bears noting that all Star Wars films are bad. 
Wasn't this our original title for this episode? There are no good Star Wars films. No, that one's that that one's coming. There's a hot take coming. Oh, there's a hot take coming for that one. Okay. There are no Amazing. good Star Wars films. That one's just going to be Let's Bash the Last Jedi Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll let you talk next time around. Um but until then, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. Uh, no doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. Uh, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com, tweet us at zero expertise, or check out our website, uh, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes, and if you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot but it seems we're going to spend most of our time calling each other idiots for now. (laughs) In our next episode, uh, we discuss why wizards in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series hide from Muggleview. Join us then for more nonsense.